Welcome to the Everyday People podcast. My name is Vaibhav and thank you for listening in. If you've never heard a podcast before, listen to it while you're doing something else. Unless you're watching in video format because this is the first time I'm recording myself on video as well. Let's see if I end up using it or not, but I'm excited. So, why am I excited? Because I want to talk today about teaching. Now, teaching is something that is very close to my heart. I have had the fortunate life to have some many to have a many good teachers in school and college. Okay, that sentence was completely out of place like grammatically, but you you get what I am trying to say. So, um let's start from the beginning. Um in episode 5 of this podcast, I talked about goal setting. And I mentioned that I don't have a long-term goal, which is a big point of uh contention for me. personally now that i'm starting to recover feel better get into the flow of creating more content as well as doing what i can wherever i work i find that i am getting a lot of satisfaction in teaching and training so right now in toastmasters i'm mentoring several people and i've had the opportunity to sit down with them coach them about how to prepare speeches and then how to present them and that has given me a lot of satisfaction which i have not experienced in many other phases parts of my life so what does teaching mean to me teaching is special because you are directly helping people you are directly in contact with people and you are directly making their lives better that is if you are a good teacher you are directly making their lives better now i don't know what the purpose of life is but making people's lives better seems as good a goal as any because you have to live with people you have to deal with people our society is predicated on interacting with people and so in that society where we have to interact with people having the ability the confidence and the and the skill to directly help people is something that's very exciting for me personally so later on in the podcast i want to talk about some principles that i have for teaching how you can be a better teacher for other people how you can teach yourself uh, but before that i thought i'd go over some of my my own experiences with with the teachers that i've had so when i was in school obviously i was very young so i had no sense of who i was but i remember that i particularly liked all my english department teachers i i don't know what it is it was about english because i i guess we just had a really good set of teachers because uh, they would i could see their eyes getting wider when they taught and that showed that they are excited about teaching that they were passionate about it or at least they were enthused by it and when 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 you're talking to somebody if they are excited and they visibly show it it's very infectious and you get excited and happy as well and so i was very fortunate to have several good english language and english literature teachers in school and i ended up learning 
I pick, I ended up picking up a lot of principles from them on how to carry yourself, how to talk to people. Now I'm not going to name any teachers by name, but in particular, there was somebody who I interacted with a lot, who encouraged me to explore, who encouraged me to work hard, and who encouraged me to appreciate what language can do which is why i ended up becoming a professional writer i always loved literature i always loved writing but having those good teachers made me sort of understand that you know this is what i love doing and so now now as i'm slowly becoming a presenter as well i work with language all the time i work with the english language all the time making making sure that i communicate things uh in a pleasant way in a in a confident way in a fresh and easy way in an exciting way and it stems back to the four or five really really good english teachers that i had now i was also a fan of my math te- math teachers i was a i always thought that mathematics was my favorite subject in school because i always did really well at it i all it always came naturally to me but as i think about the teachers they were good people good teachers and they knew what they were teaching but i never no not never one or two i got that same excitement from the other teachers were okay they were they were nice but in general the mathematics department never really matched up to the english department which was which was when i realized oh teaching is fun and you can see that these people are having fun while teaching so before i became a professional writer i always thought that i i'm going to become a teacher uh, even in high school i was i was training and helping some of my fellow classmates with concepts that they were struggling with and this carried over in college as well uh, so let's talk about college now when i came to college in bangalore it was a very big experience for me because for the first time i was living away from my family i was uh, living away from certain problems that uh, came with living in a marwadi family um and i experienced independence for the first time and i experienced meeting people from different parts of the country for the first time now when you're in kolkata you learn the kolkatan lifestyle it's very homogenous bengalis and marwadis which is half and half of calcutta 50% 50% uh they all sort of have some very similar characteristics and they're all the same way so when i came to college uh, i met people from delhi i met people from punjab i met people from mumbai i met people from the south uh and i met teachers from the south i met so, you know if teachers and students alike from different parts of the country so it was very um, i can't just say that only because of the teachers i had a really good time at college it was the independence and it was learning to stand on my own two feet and meeting all these people everything made it fun but the teachers played a part in college being the three best years of my life so far i mean i'm sure i have my best years ahead of me but so far 
college in Bangalore uh, were the three best years of my life. Now, I study computer science and a little bit of mathematics and statistics. So, um, I had a lot of computer science teachers. And because I was experiencing this independence here for the first time, I started doing really well. So, I was an average student in school, smart but average. Uh, but in college, I really started to excel because I was coming into my own. I, I was studying something that I wanted to study, computer science. And I had this feeling that, you know, you've you've come to a different city to study. This is your time to prove yourself. I had that chip on my shoulder that I'm not an average student and I'm not a failure as some people had called me um, in school. So, I did really well in college. I was in the top tier of students always. Uh, in fact, I ended up graduating first in my class, you know, it was a big deal and all. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but because I did well, I got along with every teacher because they could see uh, that, you know, I'm trying hard or that I'm a, uh, that I'm a good student. Now, here's the thing that you have to know about Indian colleges, Indian schools, Indian teachers. Um, Indian students can be very stuck up. Like, in general, because Indians don't explore their capabilities as much, like, they tend to specialize. Um, so... As a student, you find that people aren't really doing anything with their lives. Many people, they are very focused on, oh, I'll just get through college and I'll get a job or whatever. And so you can tell very easily when a student is when an Indian student is demotivated. And so our class, our batch uh, in particular was a very weird batch because we had a whole bunch of really excellent students and a whole bunch of... Uh, really poor students. Now, I wouldn't call them good and like really good and really bad people because you're not good and bad based on how well you do in, in school or at, at your studies. But um, let's say academically gifted and academically stunted students. And so you can tell when a student is BSing with you. Now, I plan to send this podcast to a few of my teachers, which is why I will not be cursing. I'll be using terms as BS. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so so, in our class, the teachers could tell when a student is BSing and they would be curt with them, they would be rude with them sometimes. Uh, but I never suffered that way because my teachers could tell that this is a try-hard student. And so, I got along with almost everybody. There were some teachers who were like, okay, whatever. Uh, but in general, I think in my third year, uh, the the web development teacher and, and I had a teacher Photoshop. These two teachers were like really, really good for me. And our department coordinator was uh, one of my favorites. So there's this, um, I plan to send this to her. Hi, ma'am. If you're watching this, if you reach this part, this is about you. Um, this year, 2018 in January, uh, I went for uh, an alumni meet for the first time in my uh, life I went for a college alumni meet. Now I didn't have this purple hair back in college. I have it now. And um, 
when I met her after so long, she says, Oh my God, is this my Webhav? And the only thing I heard was my Webhav. She said my Webhav, which is so sweet. I, I felt so happy. I felt so loved at that point of time. Uh, so thank you, ma'am, for saying that. Um, but yeah, so I got along with these teachers very well. And there, uh, I think what made them good teachers were three traits. Uh, there were three, I would say. Excitement, expertise, and energy. So let me explain. So I already explained... Like when you see uh, someone excited about what you're teaching, that that uh, that energy is infectious, and you get excited. So I found a lot of teachers um, who could get me excited in college. So I was I was studying computer science, something that I wanted to study, and so because I was there, I got sour like really good at getting excited, learning something new. And so if a if a teacher can make you excited about what you're studying, they're a good teacher. The first thing that a good teacher should have is the second is expertise. Now, there are people in this world who can take uh, a loss and there are people who cannot. Some people cannot accept the fact that they don't know enough or they are, they are not good enough and some people can. Um, I was a mixture of both. In college, I couldn't accept that uh, I wasn't good enough, but I I did manage to accept that I could learn new things. And so, in that excitement to learn new things, when you ask a teacher to help you, they need to have a certain amount of expertise so that they can answer your questions. Now, I remember we were learning um, uh, in our second semester, uh, our head of department was teaching us uh, computer fundamentals, which was basically the numbering system, binary and all that stuff. And so he started his explanation with um, like, why, what is binary? Why do we need it? And he said, a number system is a set of symbols. And then he drew, he drew some symbols and he asked us, do these symbols mean anything? We said no. Like, okay, most people weren't following what he was saying, which is why he got frustrated with the class, but I was following. And he said, you need a certain number of symbols and each symbol has to have a designated value. And that value has to give some meaning. And that is how you get a number system. And I was blown away because uh, I had never thought about meaning in such a way like everything can be broken down into a set of objectives and clear instructions which is what computer studies is all about breaking down complex tasks into simple tasks that you can tell a machine how to do so you needed binary because we needed a way to tell computers what to do which and computers only understand on and off which is what binary is zero and one and so we created that number system so that we can break down complex ideas into simple ideas for a computer to understand. I I will always remember that lesson because it blew my mind. I'm like, how deep do you have to think to break something down into such fundamentals that you understand exactly why you're doing it? 
So the second thing that teachers need to have is expertise because they should be able to blow your mind with the knowledge they have or at least a, a way of thinking that they have, a philosophy that they have. So if they have expertise in what they're doing, you have a good teacher. The third is energy. You should not feel tired after a good class. I feel that a good class always leaves you a little bit breathless. Like I, when I teach and when I um, speak at Toastmasters events, uh, I end up having some chest pain later because I tend to stand really straight like this and um, I will uh, breathe out a lot when I speak. So I get a little breathless because I'm trying to push all my energy into teaching. And I feel that's how you should, even as a consumer, as a student, that's how you should feel when you leave a class. It should leave you a little bit breathless with a little bit of pain in your chest. Because that energy that a teacher brings will uh, spread throughout the class. If, if you left a class feeling tired, either the class was too long or it was really bad. So if you're a teacher, if you're teaching people, then bring energy so that they can get excited with you and then they can get blown away by your expertise. Now, that's my school and college experience. I've told you about the teachers that I wanted to tell you about. Now we come to the second part of this podcast, which is uh, how you can teach yourself and how you can teach others. Some tips and tricks maybe from from the little bit of experience that I have had. Um so we're in an age where you should be creating content for social media regardless uh, which is why this podcast exists because beyond and especially if you're an Indian listening to this you know look beyond your job so school and college were fine you were in a fixed time frame like school was 14 years and college was 3 or 4 years or 5 years depending on what you studied and you had that fixed frame of reference. In five years, I will finish this thing. But when, once you come out into the real world and you're working or whatever, now your frame of reference is infinite or at least 60 years or 80 years, the rest of your life. So what is your goal for the rest of your life? You need to start formulating that. So um, look beyond just having a job or having a family. What else can you do? And one of the things that you can do is create content because you are actively engaged in helping people, uh, putting yourself out there in written or audio or video form and then creating a little bit of legacy for yourself. That Now, this, this podcast is, is going on YouTube. Um, if YouTube is still around like 100 years later, my great-great-grandson can literally put in web of Gupta and find my video online and he will be able to see what his great great grandfather was like. So we don't create content now because it's very new to us, right? Social media is very young. It's very new and which is why we're all scared of it. But you should put yourself out there and you, sh you can educate people from the future and you can educate people today. So and one more benefit that I'm, I've noticed from putting content out there is like I was listening back to my episode 5 uh, podcast and I 
I learned, I relearned goal setting from that. And uh, yesterday I had uh, gone to help a friend uh, learn how to craft a speech from the beginning. And we saw my first speech in Toastmasters. And I remembered something very interesting that I said during that speech, which is your identity is formed by your history, interests, skills and principles. Or history, principles, skills and interests. Um, and I noted that out immediately because that's a wonderful way of breaking down your identity. History, principles, skills and interests. So when you put out content, uh, wherever you are, uh, wherever you're putting it out on YouTube or on Facebook or wherever, when you reconsume it at a later point of time, like if you go back and read your articles that you wrote six years ago, like you might cringe, that is really, really bad, but you might also pick up something very clever that you said or learned or very smart that you had forgotten over time. So by creating content, you can teach yourself as well. You can remind yourself of the good lessons that you are, uh, that you have to offer and share that with the world. So um, how do you become a better teacher? Um, this is my this is my teaching philosophy. So I'm very earnest as a person. I'm very sincere, which comes across in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Hopefully, it comes across uh, in this video as well. Um, I believe very wholeheartedly in everything I say. Uh, I don't like lying. I'm uh, so this makes me. A decent teacher because um, you can see that I am sincerely interested if you are my student you can see that you are sincere that I'm sincerely interested in your growth it comes across very plainly in my body language in my manner of speaking in my smile um, and I believe that if you are earnest as a teacher you will benefit greatly because you will build trust with your students very easily um, I have, it's very interesting now because now I'm a two year veteran at Toastmasters and there are uh, new members in my club who, um, who haven't been with me this journey. So now they see me as a senior person who's kind of unapproachable, but when they, when they talk to me or when I talk to them, that earnestness comes through and they understand that this is a good person that I can talk to and I can ask for help. So as a teacher, bring earnestness into your manner of speaking and bring sincerity into your, um, into whatever you're doing. And you will attract people who will want to learn from you, which is the most important thing to have as a teacher is to make sure that your student is interested in learning and gets those three E's, excitement, expertise, and energy. Uh, the second part of my teaching philosophy is uh, result versus effort. So I am learning now that result ultimately is not as important as equivalent effort towards that result. Um, what I have found is that there are people who make excuses for not getting things done. And then there are people who get things done and they get things done because they're putting in the effort towards getting it done. And that's it. They usually don't care about the result. They care about the effort, the process. So when I'm 
as a teacher how is this useful to you don't be worried about your student having a good score or having a good speech if you're in toastmasters or whatever you're teaching them don't be worried about their result be interested in getting them to work hard and they will automatically have a good result get them excited about their work and they will uh, have a better result regardless and my third teaching philosophy is simplification if you cannot simplify a process or an instruction down to the point where you can explain it to a 5 year old then you don't understand it well enough yourself there is very little need for jargon like the jargon has its place but you should be able to explain complex concepts in your five basic questions how when what where why so try to simplify whatever you're trying to teach down to why are we learning this why is how is this important and what do you hope to benefit like what is the gain you're getting from learning this thing when you uh, establish these three things with your students they will get uh, interested in learning from you so i've been talking for about 26 minutes now um this is so far this is everything that i've uh, wanted to say about teaching i am working towards a future i'm not sure where i become a trainer or i become a consultant or something where i'm directly helping people because that's what teaching is it's directly helping people so um as i i'm very young i'm 26 so as i grow older and i experience more and more teaching perhaps i will have more lessons uh to give you in the future but for now uh just remember make sure that you simplify it i'll i'll repeat um worry about the effort not the result uh, bring earnestness into your speaking style and simplify your concepts so that your students can get excitement expertise and energy um thank you for listening thank you for watching if you're watching and uh, i hope you enjoyed it if you enjoyed it wherever you are please leave a comment uh telling me what you enjoyed and if you want something else to be addressed in the future or uh, reach out to me on twitter at webhav gupta who b a i b h a v g u p t a w h o uh start a conversation um so that i can maybe bring you on in the future in this podcast so i do interviews on this podcast uh, of people about their work about their excitement about their passions i would love to interview anybody who's listening reach out to me uh, let's get this conversation going anyway thank you so much for listening in have a good day